Welcome one, welcome all, and welcome to an honest review of 1974's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a part of our Classic Horrors Month on Unleash the Ghouls. We've done A Nightmare on Elm Street, which we loved, The Exorcist, which we didn't, and now the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But before we get into it, Stu, get them to do something, please. There's a link in the top comments that you can press to buy us a beer, which will be really appreciated if you appreciate what we do on this channel. Thanks. Thank you, Stu. Yes, quench our thirst with a link down below. <laughs> but to quench our thirst with a plot, it's coffee. Quench your thirst with a plot? Anyway, this film follows a bunch of mates who have gone <laughs> back to one of their grandparents... I think their grandparents' grave. Yeah, that's what it is. It's been desecrated. They get beaten up and murdered by a guy wearing someone else's skin on his face. And they find out there's a bunch of cannibals around, really. That's, that's pretty much this entire film. Very start begin. The film begins, as films do, with a classic opening narration by some man who's got a very documentary voice, and he tells about the things that are going to happen in the next hour and a half. <laughs> the, man <who's, laughs> the man who did this voiceover, right? <laughs> the man who did this voiceover, his payment for doing the voiceover was a joint of marijuana. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, I remember what? seeing that somewhere, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. God. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking brilliant. It's ended up being like, probably iconic opening to a film, and it's like, oh, well, how much money do you get for that? Hmm. Didn't exactly get money. <laughs> the best bit of all of that is that you went, was a joint of marijuana. <laughs> you got a joint of tobacco leaves. <laughs> but it starts off, right, and we get, like, eerie flash photographs of, like, a crime scene. Oh, I love the noise. It's like, the <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? No, uh, no, I don't. Can you repeat that? It went. <laughs> oh my god! I think that's bad on you, know? Well, to be honest, though, this film started as, as films do. Classic low-budget horror film, group of teenagers. And when I heard this was like a slaughterhouse movie, I thought it was going to be Joe Budden, Royster 5-9. I thought, <laughs> I thought I was going to get a really different experience, but I've got some kids in a car. These actors aren't always likeable, but they are pretty believable. This was banned in a load of countries, right? And so you'd automatically assume that this was a total Fest. But this wasn't really what this film was about. I think this was more about, like, the brutality and the bizarre situations that that main woman finds herself in. And it's more of, like, a sensory horror, right? And the soundtrack emulates the grittiness, like you mentioned that weird noise at the beginning, and it creates an overall atmosphere on the film. And it's all about, kind of, overloading your senses and the overall experience. But it degenerated into this, kind of... It just felt a bit like Benny Hill. <laughs> Just it was just the chase scenes from Benny Hill with screams and chainsaw oh, I am noises. I definitely overlaid to the. <laughs> I'm 100% doing that. It was literally that. Look, look, we can emulate this film right now. Connor, you do the tune. Kofi, you make some. Should I do Leatherface noises? No, you do chainsaw, chainsaw noises. noises. Okay. I'll do the. I'll do the screams. Right, are we ready? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Three, four. Everyone's dead except this bitch that won't stop screaming. <laughs> <laughs> 
But all serious, Nola, I think it was a really popular film because it was based on true events. It's Ed Gein, isn't it, or whatever? Yeah, was, yeah inspired by Ed Gein. But most yeah. of it is actually fiction. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you ran around with a chainsaw. They've just fucking gone crazy with it, right? Obviously, back then, 1974, when you hear a true story like this, everyone will be like, whoa, have you seen this film? It's actually true. Like, oh, let's go watch it, let's go watch it, let's go watch it. Yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone would have been there. And it did have that buzz about it. I mean, it was super, super micro budget, like 80 grand up to like 140 grand with the editing on top but then 30.9 mil it's like one of the biggest money makers in terms of like budget to box office Jesus that's unbelievable fair play it's weird how it was banned though because even though it's got that reputation behind it there's not actually much blood or gore in it a lot of it's implied so like Leatherface will kill someone with the chainsaw but you only see him like swinging the chainsaw about you don't see it go into a body you don't see guts you don't see blood And Toby Hooper, the director, actually attempted to make the film a PG. (laughs) He was like, oh, there's nothing wrong with this film. Garrett is a PG. And they were like, are you fucking mental? X-rate the shit out of that. Because it's so low budget, it's so fucking grainy and just gritty. And I think it suits the the setting of the film and the age of the film as well. It just kind of has like a documentary kind of vibe about it. Some characters in this do my fucking... Twatting, you know. Franklin. (laughs) He is infinitely more irritating than any other character I've ever seen in a film. He's fucking useless (laughs) for a start. And that sounds horrendous to say, but it's not for the reason you think. Because he's got no fucking legs. No! He's he's useless because he just he's just a dickhead. He actually is a knob. He fucking shouts at every other person for not going out their way <laughs> to help him. And there's like one scene where like the, the they're all looking like through an empty house. Two of the girls are like having a conversation. They're having a laugh, and he just starts doing like the classic fucking schoolyard. <laughs> What are you doing, Nate? <laughs> Take a good hard look at yourself in the mirror, Reese, and grow some fucking legs. <laughs> <laughs> idiot as well the very first scene we see him in is he's having a piss at the side of the road right and a wagon goes past about 15 feet away from where he's positioned and it somehow knocks him down a hill <laughs> it's like when a ufo flies over him in plan nine from outer space yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a right silly bollocks and i'm glad he gets decimated with a chainsaw as well they all do well Nearly all. Well, most of them do. There's one lad who gets twatted over the head with a mallet. Uh-huh. Uh, one disco stew-looking cunt. <laughs> Someone gets, like, hung up on a on a meat hook. That's pretty fucking horrendous, to be fair. It's horrendous, but, like, again, you don't see anything. She's just there with a meat hook behind her. Ah! Ah! Oh, no, you're chainsawing him! Ah! Ah! <laughs> but then she gets thrown in the freezer, though, and disco stew opens the freezer, and she's... Oh, look, she's dead. She's dead. She's lying there in the freezer she's had a hook shoved up her ass right <laughs> and then she just goes <laughs> and she's awake again <laughs> and then she's dead I know we've been using the sound effects or I've been using the sound effects of this film interestingly a fact that I read is that there's no like soundtrack of the film um, and all of the sound effects are sounds from like slaughterhouses like of equipment oh. so I think that was a, a quite a good thematic link let's get to the final act of the film as there's one girl left, Sally, played by Marilyn Burns. 
to me, it felt like this is how a real person in this situation would act. There's so many close-up shots of, like, her eyes, as wide as they can be. It gives me the feeling of just her, like, fear and desperation, really. But, yeah, we get our Benny Hill chasings, though. There's a lot of chasing in this final act of the film. Some of them are, like, fucking 15 minutes long. Like, there's a bit where she's, she sees Leatherface and he kills her brother, Franklin. She legs it through the woods to the house, legs it round the house, jumps out the window, back into the woods, <laughs> to the gas station, out the gas station, to the house, back out the house again, and then gets in a fucking wagon at the end. Just things happening because they needed stuff to do. That's what it feels like. To be fair, though, if you were chasing her, if it was you chasing her and she did that journey, you'd probably give up, wouldn't you? You just fucking stop and wait for her? <laughs> How's Leatherface not knackered? Like, how much cardio do you think this could get? He just eats barbecue fucking people all day. He's on that Joe Rogan carnivore diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fucking really like this film. Pretty good. Yeah, it was alright. It's not a film that I would, like, deliberately go out of my way to watch, if that makes sense. Yeah, where it came out in the, the same era as, like, the slasher genre was just starting to kind of find its feet. It was one of the main films that moved with that movement of cinema in general anyway. And, yeah, spawned a whole franchise. Will we come back to Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Probably at some point. Yeah, might as well. If you can scream, make sure you donate and buy us a beer. And and to play us out, here is Benny Hill. Yes, quench our thirst, and until next week. Wow, we've really excelled at this podcast. God. This is what our lives have become. <laughs> <laughs>